This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hi, welcome to Health Check. I'm your host, Joyce Teo. Today, we're going to talk about the relationship between diet and sleep. So what we eat can affect how well we sleep. Caffeine, for instance, is notorious for making it harder for us to fall asleep. But there are foods that help promote sleep. So we'll hear from Dr. Richard Swinborn, a sleep scientist with a PhD in sleep science and the head of sports nutrition at the Singapore Sports Institute on this. He will also have a surprise tip for us at the end of this episode. Hi, Rico. Welcome to Health Check. Hi, Choice. Yeah, nice to, nice to be along. Thanks for having me. So tell us more about sleep nutrition, you know, exactly what type of food we can eat to help us sleep better and perhaps what we should avoid. Well, I guess we all know that we should avoid caffeine before bed, but there are people out there you know, who say they can drink a cup of coffee and still go to bed soon after. So would the caffeine actually affect their sleep quality? It's an interesting fact that we are all a little bit different in the way that we process and break down caffeine. Some people are, are very sensitive to caffeine and some people are not. Um, and it's actually a, a genetic trait. Um, and you can get tested for it if you're uh, if you're interested. DNA tests will tell you whether you're caffeine sensitive or not. Oh, really? um, and that's all. To, yeah, and that's all to do with with how quickly you clear caffeine from your bloodstream and from your body. Um, but yeah, by and large, yeah, the general rule is it will hang around in the body for a long time and it will disrupt sleep. One study I read suggested caffeine consumed within 14 hours of your bedtime, which is basically you know couple of hours after you get up you know that will have some sort of influence on your sleep be it your ability to get to sleep or your ability to stay asleep uh, and not and not be restless um, it has a really long half-life actually so it takes you know four to six hours to kind of break down to half its strength so if I had a double espresso at two o'clock um, you know I've still got a single espresso in my body at eight o'clock you know when I'm trying to perhaps relax and wind down so having just like a good rounded meal in the evening about four hours before sleep is ideal that contains some carbohydrate contains some good quality protein um, and they really help us uh, get to sleep faster and stay asleep longer um, and then there's some really interesting functional foods kiwi is one of them that has a, a really rich uh, serotonin content um, and you know serotonin we we turn into melatonin and it's melatonin that's our sleep hormone that drives us to sleep um, there's another interesting fruit called tart cherry or sour cherry um, that's grown in America or Canada, but we can get them here and you can get them as a, as a concentrate and get them a, as a tablet as well. And I use that a lot with my athletes, you know, not only for sleep, but also muscle soreness. It, it's a really, really powerful um, source of anthocyanins, which is a really strong, effective anti, um, antioxidant and has really nice anti-inflammatory benefits too. And this sour cherry contains tryptophan, which is a building an amino acid, a building block of melatonin. Um, and it actually contains melatonin as well. So we've discovered this beautiful little fruit makes melatonin in about the same concentration as our brain does. And studies have shown that it helps us get to sleep quicker and, and sleep a little bit longer. And supplements would, would help as well? Yeah, so um, you can take it as a supplement, uh, like as a tablet, you can get it as a capsule. And, and really, like it's not, it's all natural though. Like they just ground down the fruit into a, they freeze dry it, ground it down into a powder and put it in a capsule. Um, otherwise, you can have it as a concentrate or you can actually just buy it um, in the supermarket as a juice. Yeah, um, and we're learning about the power of um, 
of omega-3 fish oils as well, in particular DHA, which we can get from fish and we can get it from algal sources. And there's some studies suggesting that that really helps us sleep better too. Now, one interesting study with children found that um, children, you know, increasing their intake of DHA uh, slept profoundly better um, and woke up a whole lot less than children that weren't, um, you know, didn't, weren't, weren't consuming DHA to the same amount. So yeah, there's, there's a few interesting foods um, that can, that can really help people. Right. So interesting. I mean, is this something that you can eat just before bed if you find that you can't really sleep, like just go and eat one kiwi, something like that? Mm. Well, the kiwi study um, was, a, was a longitudinal study. So they asked people to eat two kiwi one hour before bed uh, for about six weeks. So we probably need to increase the, you know, increase the, the levels of, of serotonin in the body uh, to be of influence. Um, as far as the advice I give to my athletes, you know, what to consume before bed, I usually promote some sort of protein, in particular dairy protein, which seems to carry people through. And, um, you know, studies have shown it, it's really effective for muscle protein synthesis and repair overnight. Um, and athletes can transfer that into functional strength gains as well. And if we look at what um, you know, dairy protein is made up of, um, you know, it's got it's got all the essential amino acids in there. And uh, of particular note, it's rich in tryptophan, which is that building block of melatonin. So, um, so yeah, it kind of ticks a lot of boxes for me, really. And that's uh, that, that's some of the advice that I give to my athletes. Yeah. So, Rico, does a good night's sleep help to boost our immunity, which is something we need during this COVID-19 pandemic? To be honest, what keeps people awake uh, most is um, is their mind and, and just learning to switch off their mind. Particularly now, there's a lot of anxiety and worry and uncertainty. And, uh, you know, in laboratory studies, that's how animals die, actually, when they completely sleep deprive them. They have a complete immune shutdown and they're overcome by by infection and, and that's how they die. So um, when we sleep, our immune cells become very active. They become like commandos, like Navy SEALs, and they're going around with the night vision goggles on and they're hunting down the bad guys. Um, our uh, our key, um, T killer cells become very active. Uh, and it's really important that everyone's getting vaccinated at the moment. It's really, really important that you get a good good night's sleep before your vaccination and a really good sleep, uh, you know, one or two nights after your vaccination, because that helps uh, cement in the effect of the vaccination. It helps us convert the vaccine into antibodies. That all happens while we sleep. So, um, and studies have shown that vaccinations are much more effective if you have, uh, if you have enough sleep as opposed to not enough sleep. So that's an important message right now. Wow. That, that's interesting. Yeah. So if you like what you're hearing so far, please subscribe to the Health Check Podcast for free on your favourite smartphone apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. Like us and give us a rating. Now back to our conversation with Dr. Richard Swinborn, a sleep scientist with the Singapore Sports Institute. I read about how you help uh, Joseph Schooling. You know, everybody in Singapore knows who's Joseph Schooling. Can you tell us about yeah. that? Like, you know, what happened yeah. and what you did for him? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a really exciting time at the moment because um, you know we're about ten weeks away from Tokyo, and just chatting with Joe the other days, he's, uh, he's training well up in Virginia in the US and um, and and looking on point. So yeah, I met Joe um, not long after I came to Singapore. I was flown up to the US uh, to the University of Texas 
to meet him um, and to work with him on his sleep um, as opposed to his nutrition. He had a, a, another nutritionist looking after him, Kirsty Fairburn. Um, but we didn't know uh, how how he slept, um, you know, other than what Joe told me. So, I, you know, I went up there and spent a week with him, um, you know, running a, a climate survey on his sleep and his sleep environment, um, understanding how he slept, how much he slept, the sleep weight patterns, um, what it looked like around his training. And it was funny, actually, because, I mean, his coach, uh, you know, world-renowned Eddie Reese, like he's like mid-70s, late-70s now. He's probably like top three swim coaches in the world. Like he's he's unreal, Eddie. And, and he came up to me, hobbled up to me because he hobbles now. <laughs> and he said... Um, he said, Rico, um, all the all the swimmers in Joe's squad, like they're really curious about what you're doing here, what you're doing with Joe, because they see you following him around and you've got something on his wrist and, you know, this and that. And I think I'd just like you to stand up in front of the swim squad and just like tell them what you're doing with Joe. And I was like, no, oh, okay. And this was, a, this was a good crowd. Like, you know, there's probably 12, 12, uh, 12 Olympians and, you know, half of them are gold medalists like Joe. You know, Joe just kind of blends in over there. You know, he's he's like, you know, one of the Olympians, you know. And um, and I stood up and I said, well, you know, the truth is I've, I've come over to start Joe on a performance-enhancing drug. And they just all looked at me like, you know, that's it. Like, where is it? What, what is this guy on? Because that's like, you cannot do that with an Olympic athlete. You know, the drug's tested. They can't take performance-enhancing drugs. And I said, yeah. I'm okay about this one. You know, it's um, it's freely available on the market. You can overdose on it, and I'm getting Joe to overdose on it. And it has amazing side effects like enhanced performance and faster recovery, and you just feel really happy on it as well. You can't stop smiling. And they were just looking at me like, what? And I said, you know, I call it drug Z or drug ZZZ. And then they kind of got it like, ah, okay, he's talking about sleep. And, um, you know, that's generally how I introduce the topic of sleep to my athletic populations it quite literally is a performance enhancing drug for their brain and their body. Um, it's a, it's a drug that we're meant to, um, you know, really top up on and, and it gets their attention and it, and it really puts it into frame for them. So yeah, I had a, I had a really fun week up there with Joe uh, and, uh, and his, and his team. Yeah. So what were some of the things that you changed or, you know, help him with? Cause you know, sleep is complex, but to all of us, it's, you just sleep, right? You close your eyes and then that's it. You sleep. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, we're only probably understanding sleep, you know, really understanding it in the last 50 years or so. Uh, once upon a time, it was thought of as a waste of time. You know, we're just kind of inert. We're unconscious. Nothing's happening. Um, but, you know, actually more happens at night when we're asleep than it, than it arguably does during the day. Um, and so... Um, yeah, I was just encouraging Joe to spend enough time in bed uh, and, you know, with more time in bed comes more time asleep um, and just making sure he's on point for, for for total sleep time and then looking at the amount of sleep quality that he's getting. So, you know, is he really restless? Is he waking up a lot or is he really still and going through all of those lovely sleep cycles that we need to go through? We know now without a, without a doubt that athletes sleep worse than non-athletes. And there's a lot of different reasons for that from, you know, competition and performance anxiety to getting really, really sore through training, having to get up really early in the morning or, you know, train late at night. Um, you know, uh, well, back in the pre-COVID days, you know, flying around the world, you know, changing time, time zones, all of these sorts of things really interrupt uh, sleep for athletes. So they typically struggle with sleep. Um, uh, but that said, 
you know, maybe 80 or 90% of the fix is behavioral in terms of, you know, convincing them to really respect the need for sleep, getting them to feel the benefit of sleep, you know, what, how do they train, how do they perform, how do they recover, um, you know, at the end of the day, athletes are dedicating their lives to, to winning, aren't they? And, you know, they, they want to do everything that they can, they want to tick all the boxes. And we're not just talking about a one percenter here, like, we might be talking, you know, put on some compression skins on your legs, uh, you know, 1% difference, like, you know, sleep is a, you know, it's an 80 or a 90%, you know, game changer. So, um, so it's a really important one for athletes to look at. Right. So when you went up there, you know, that one week, um, you know, what, what was the, the key thing that he took away? Mm. I think um, actually he was sleeping really well. He sleeps better than most athletes that I've worked with, uh, which is, interesting in itself uh, when you think about that and, and you know um, what he's done in his sporting career um, yeah so I mean we looked at sleep hygiene and how to just prepare his you know his body and his brain for sleep we looked at he was just changing apartments so we we just looked at the air conditioning in there and uh, you know how um, noisy was his uh, was his room uh, blocking out sleep assassins as I call them so light noise getting the temperature right um, you know, uh, how comfortable is the bed um, and then just, you know, encouraging him to, to get into bed early like he does and, you know, you know get those, um, those nine or ten hours uh, that he seeks. Um, so typically athletes need a little bit more sleep than a non-athlete because they're doing so much damage to their body and there's so much more repair and that really is a big function of sleep uh, to repair, um, you know, the body. Um, but there's, there's numerous other functions as well, including, uh, you know, learning, you know, Joe was in university at the time, and we know there's a clear relationship between sleep and academic performance, which is a really, um, you know, relevant topic here in Singapore. Thanks for your time, Rico. Thanks, Joyce. Well, that's a wrap for Health Check, a podcast series by The Straits Times. Don't forget to subscribe to us for free on your favourite smartphone apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. Search for Street Times Health Check, like us and give us a rating. Thank you for listening. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.